driving factors behind consumerism. If one could avoid taking an unnecessary trip to a grocery store or purchasing clothes at a mall, they will, and instead they'll turn to corporations such as Amazon and Walmart to supply their everyday needs. But are these companies taking advantage of their power and stripping small businesses and even employees from the rights and successes they held before this pandemic? And if they are, is it okay for them to be doing so? These may seem like one-sided questions, but the reality of the matter is far more complex than it is initially perceived. In today's podcast on COVID quarantine, I'll touch on the unrestricted success of Amazon and Walmart based on information provided in a Vox article, Amazon was already powerful. The coronavirus pandemic cleared the way to dominance. Before we begin, there are a few key terms you need to understand. A retailer is a company which makes money by distributing products to consumers directly, rather than to another company, which would be a wholesaler. Foot traffic is the action of people physically entering a store, as opposed to purchasing or browsing online. A walkout protest is an act of protest that ends with workers physically leaving the site of their work until certain conditions or requests are met. Alone is when a person, company, or entity gives a resource to another person, company, or entity and intends for it to be paid back. And layoff is when an employer must reduce their employment fields by letting people off of their work. All of these definitions are from the business dictionary. I'd like to start by explaining the drastic growth Amazon and Walmart have experienced during this pandemic. The Vox article states, As foot traffic to non-grocery retail stores declined more than 97% during the last two weeks in March, Walmart store sales rose 20% for much of March over the same period last year, according to the Wall Street Journal. The company has said that it is looking to hire 150,000 new workers by the end of May. And then there's Amazon, which already accounted for nearly 40% of all U.S. online retail sales. That's around eight times more than its next competitor, Walmart. Before the pandemic, the U.S. e-commerce industry only represented between 10% and 15% of overall retail. Now that percentage seems likely to grow, setting up Amazon to have a bigger advantage over most other retailers, including Walmart. In essence, this passage describes in detail the success and growth of Amazon and Walmart, both before and after this pandemic. The passage explains that use of online shopping for Amazon and in-store shopping for Walmart is growing unprecedentedly, and that the companies are only expecting to widen their market share and hire new employees. However, it is important to consider that the success of these companies is not solely in the hands of coronavirus, but rather that this pandemic has strengthened their growth and stability. These ideas are important to consider as a whole because they demonstrate the stark juxtaposition between unrestrained corporations and the small businesses which rely on daily activity to serve. company's unrestrained growth isn't without victims. Workers, small businesses, and even large companies are threatened by Amazon and Walmart's growth. 
Employees are striking due to the unacceptable working conditions. The article writes, Workers in at least three Amazon facilities in the U.S. have staged walkouts, including Christian Smalls, an organizer at the company's Staten Island, New York facility. Amazon fired him the same day he led a walkout, saying he violated a 14-day quarantine that the company imposed after he had been in close contact with a colleague who tested positive for the coronavirus. Smalls believes he was fired in retaliation for his activism. And after notes leaked from an Amazon executive meeting showing the company's top lawyer making derogatory remarks about Smalls and strategizing about targeting him in the media, it prompted tense debates among some Amazon corporate employees. This passage explains that even as Amazon workers are risking their lives to provide people with the resources that they need to survive, the corporation that employs them isn't preventing ill health in their places of employment, but more importantly is punishing employees for legal retaliation. The article goes on to explain that this idea is extremely important to consider because it foreshadows how companies such as Amazon could treat employees when they aren't under the bright light of public scrutiny. It's extremely important to recognize the struggles of those working in the front lines of this pandemic. We cannot silence their calls for help. But employees aren't the only ones struggling. Vox reads, In many ways, Amazon now carries the Walmart mantle. It, too, has been known to try to squeeze wholesale brands to their breaking point to provide customers low prices while also being blamed for forcing mom-and-pop shops out of business. While Amazon provides a destination for hundreds of thousands of small and mid-sized sellers to make a living, it also competes intensely against those same merchants who supply vast amounts of merchandise for its virtual shelves. As touched on briefly, small businesses rely on daily activity in their storefront, activity that is not being, that is not only being threatened by large companies such as Amazon and Walmart, but now also the coronavirus. This passage is extremely important to consider because it gives context into the struggles of small businesses and explains that the coronavirus was not the first challenge they have faced. Rather, corporations have been putting them out of business for years. Now that a pandemic is also closing their shops, the article explains that many of the small businesses' prior customers could become Amazon regulars since they needed to turn to the corporation during this pandemic. Even large and recognizable companies are planning to downsize and even face the threat of failure, largely because of Amazon and Walmart's growth. The article explains, for department stores like Sears and JCPenney that were already on the brink of closure, the coronavirus could be the final nail. For others like Macy's and Kohl's whose situations weren't previously great but not quite as dire, extended closures could lead to a cash squeeze within five to eight months and potential defaults and loans, according to analysts at the Cohen Research. To get ahead of the situations, permanent store closures and layoffs are plausible. This quotation explains that big box stores are also threatened by the coronavirus, not necessarily at the fault of Amazon and Walmart, but the growth by these companies certainly does not aid their struggles. This quotation is extremely important to consider because it demonstrates the extent of this pandemic, and that it is not only affecting small businesses, but is threatening the life and growth of large companies and subsequently the thousands of workers who are employed by them. It's likely that you're asking yourself, 
Are Amazon and Walmart allowed to act in ways like this, or is the government going to step in? There are two sides to this argument. Vox states, But it's hard to imagine Amazon's tens of millions of U.S. customers being in a better spot during the pandemic if Amazon weren't around. Might the good Amazon is doing lead lawmakers and regulators to give the company a pass? This quotation offers an interesting perspective on the issue. It is true that Amazon is a lifeline for thousands if not millions of Americans. Without it, these people would be struggling to find food and other resources without risking their life. Does this, however, excuse the company from violating workers' rights and squashing small companies which are vital to local economies? It is important to understand this perspective because it could provide vital context for lawsuits and events regarding Amazon and Walmart after this pandemic ends. On the other hand, some argue that these companies are using coronavirus as a ploy to gain unnecessary power. The article writes, That's why I think we need to have a robust public oversight over the decisions Amazon makes, she said. It can pick winners and losers, and now that has been vastly expanded because the offline market is essentially gone. And so Amazon's domain is even more vast than it was before. This passage provides the other perspective to the corporation regulation debate. The quote explains that Amazon has been using coronavirus to test its unregulated power, specifically seen through its ability to stop the sale of certain categories of goods. This perspective is very important because it shows that if Amazon and Walmart aren't stopped soon, they could gain increased market shares and therefore control the economy as a whole. This discussion can be boiled down to three questions. What will be the impact of Walmart and Amazon's growth after this pandemic? Who is being hurt by their growth? And is the growth of these companies moral? First, there is no denying the fact that Walmart and Amazon are facing some of the best months in their profitable lives. Meanwhile, thousands of people are dying every day and numerous companies are on the brink of failure. But will this growth sustain after the pandemic ends? The article explains that it likely will. The CEO of Birkenstocks put this perspective into a few words. If you didn't have the Amazon app before, you do now. And it is truly as simple as this. Once consumers are introduced to the convenience of online shopping, such as Amazon and even Walmart, they may not return to their normal shopping habits, threatening the growth of small businesses across the country. Secondly, while this podcast has touched on the stakeholders who are being hurt by the growth of Amazon and Walmart, it is important to restate this idea. There are three categories of people or companies that are being threatened, workers, small businesses, and even larger companies. Workers are being forced to live in unsafe conditions, small businesses are planning to lose much of their consumer base, and large corporations aren't generating the revenue that Amazon and Walmart are able to. While they may be hurting for different reasons, the growth of Amazon and Walmart is questionable. Lastly, one must ask themselves if the growth that Amazon and Walmart are experiencing is truly ethical. On one hand, they are providing thousands of people with products and even jobs they wouldn't have access to without these companies. 
but on the other, they are taking advantage of their importance by disrespecting frontline workers and ending the success of companies of all sizes. While these corporations may be looking only to grow in profit, they must not forget that the power is in the hand of the consumers. It's easy to look at this situation from a large scale, but we must not forget that the coronavirus is changing the behavior of consumers, which then leads to the growth or decline of corporations and businesses. On a personal level, there are many ways that this pandemic has changed my spending habits. For one, my family doesn't shop for groceries in-store anymore, rather we order from Amazon Fresh, Whole Foods, or King Supers. Along with what the article explains, it may be possible that my family will continue to order groceries after the pandemic ends, which would change our spending habits forever. Not only this, but it has been interestingly, it has been interesting to adjust to the fact that Amazon will only deliver essential items. For instance, my English teacher recently asked her class to order a book, but neither my peers nor I were able to do so, since books aren't considered essential by Amazon. This allowed me to understand the extent to which Amazon has power to adjust their consumer spending habits. I asked my family the same question, and here's what they said. Ever since the stay-at-home order with the COVID virus, and actually before the stay-at-home order, we drastically reduced our spending on going out to dinner. We now cook almost everything at home. Look at the situation from a bird's eye view. A pandemic has swept across the country, taking the lives of thousands and threatening those of hundreds of thousands more. Small and large businesses are forced to close shop, leaving employees helpless and consumers stranded, with their only hope to turn to large corporations and fuel atrocities that are slowly diminishing the existence of small businesses nationwide and leading to the mistreatment of thousands of employees. It is at a time like this when the government has a duty to regulate the growth of these corporations and prevent them from taking advantage of consumers, businesses, and employees before it is too late. All the while, while ensuring consumers have continued access to the resources they need to live a healthy life. Thank you for watching the second episode of COVID Quarantine. I'm Lily and I hope you tune in next week.